Welcome to Sealing God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. We take a good look at Jesus. We have to know who he is and his essence. Who is Jesus Christ, the Son of God? And of course, this has been uh, the controversy over the years in so many different denominations about the nature of Jesus Christ. The nature is the seed. The seed is the spirit. And we're of the seed of Abraham, not because we're natural-born sons of Abraham, or the seed of David because we're natural-born seeds of David. But we are, through the Spirit of God, Christ in us, the hope of glory. We are the body of the Christ. But it's through the Spirit that we have that. And he that's joined the Lord is one Spirit. As many as been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. That's our wedding garment. But who is this Jesus? Many will say he's the second person of the Godhead, or he is the God-man. In a oneness, most oneness denominations will say that in the oneness doctrine, that on concerning the Son of God, that on the Father's side, he is divine, thus Son of God. On his mother's side, he's human, verse Thus, son of man. Thus, the God-man. There, while he was walking on the water, he called God. While he is worried with his journey, being weak in the flesh, worried with the journey, he's man. Thus, the God-man. So he's switching in the God-man doctrine from God at one time to a man on the other And one time he's speaking as the father, the next time he's speaking as the son, which is really a binary or tunis doctrine. The Trinity doctrine just says, well, they go by the Chalcedonian definition on the son of God. And the Chalcedonian definition, 451, according to the synod at Chalcedon, states that the son of God, according to his Godhead, was begotten of the Father before the foundation of the world. Now, if we take a good look at that, that means that spirit begat another spirit, and we have spirit junior, the Son of God being a second spirit in heaven, which there is only one spirit. And the spirit of the Son, spirit of the Father, there's only one spirit. It cannot divide it. So that's where we get into these extra-biblical terms in a hypostatic union or uh, somehow they're co-equal, co-existent, which is not biblical. It is not the understanding of the true Jesus. And what is the real Jesus? Uh, The book that we wrote many years ago, Behold, the real Jesus. Who is the real Jesus? How many natures does he have? Is he a dual nature, as most in Protestant religion believe? He's a dual-natured son of God. Dual nature, he has a nature of God, divinity, and a nature of man, being fully man, uh, that is human. Therefore, having two natures. But we find out that we have... In Adam, it states, in Adam all die, but yet he is an Adam. 
So we have to look to the Word of God in Revelation to know the real Jesus. And it's given us to know Him, to the full understanding of the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ, in whom are hid all treasures of wisdom and knowledge, Colossians 2, 1 through 9. And said, let no man spoil you through vain philosophy, rudiments, rudiments of man, and not after God, as that you have been taught Christ, being established in the doctrine of Christ. Christ is every office of the Spirit. He is the Father. Christ is that Spirit. We see it in 1 Peter 1, verse 10 and 11. All the Old Testament prophets searched diligently into the grace that should come to us, searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ that was in them. Christ is that Spirit. When he prophesied, spoke beforehand, the sufferings of Christ. Well, that is the man. It's not a different Christ. Christ, that spirit, is Christ the man. But then we have questions to answer. How can Christ be God, and God can't suffer, God cannot die, and yet Christ the man will die? So we have a revelation there that we must understand. When we see that how did God provide for himself a body to die for the sin of the world? Well, we know that in Romans 8, 3, and what the law could not do and that it was weak in the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh. Now, that flesh is sarka. It's a body, soul, and spirit. Now, does it have an Adamic nature? And we know he is an Adam, and we know he's an Adam after the fall. We see that in Galatians 4, verse 4. In the fullness of time, God sent forth his son made of a woman. That's how he sent his son. Not telling the son in heaven of the second spirit or second person of the Godhead to go down and die for the sin of the world. Well, in Galatians 4, verse 4, he tells us how God sent his son. In the fullness of time, God sent forth his son, made of a woman, made and under the law, not above the law. So he is an Adam after the fall, made and under the law, that he might redeem us that were under the law. We see that there is a work in that ministry that the Lord will do in that he has to have a man because an Adam lost it, only an Adam can redeem us back. Man lost it, only a man can redeem us back. By one man's disobedience, sin came to the world, and death by sin. Therefore, by one man shall my servant make many righteous. Now, we need to focus on the servant. Who is the servant? We know God is the spirit. He's omniscient, omnipotent, omnipresent God. He is all-knowing everywhere and all-powerful. But then we focus on the servant. Now, Isaiah 43.10 gives us that light. Thus saith the Lord, that's the Lord Jehovah God Almighty, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, which is the invisible spirit of God in all power and all authority that is everywhere omnipresent. 
that's the all-powerful, self-existent, eternal God, who is spirit. Thus saith the Lord. And my servant, whom I have chosen. Now, the servant is chosen of God, which is the man. The servant, we find there in Philippians 2.6, it corresponds and parallels with that. That Jesus, who being in the form of God, spirit, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, spirit. All the attributes of God are equal. He is love, power, wisdom, understanding, might. All that he is in the alop through the top, the A to the Z, the Alpha to the Omega, is God in his various attributes and majesty. Well, Jesus is that in the form of God. They're not that take it or be robbery to be called equal with God but made himself, God himself, the spirit itself, Jesus himself, of no reputation. God made himself of no reputation. The Lord Jesus made himself of no reputation. That's a kenosis. That is, he made himself void or to empty out, totally emptied out. In other words, he's not going to work as spirit. He's going to put a self-imposed limitation upon himself as spirit to work only as a man because a man lost it. Only a man can redeem us back. God is spirit, but he's not going to work as spirit. He's got to work as a man. But he looked for a man. He was amazed he could find none because all have sinned and come short of the glory of God and none good, no, not one. All conceived in sin, shape, and iniquity. Therefore, God, when Isaiah 59, 16, Isaiah 63, 5, said that God looked for a man. He was looking for a redeemer, a kinsman redeemer, a man. And was amazed he could find none. All that sin comes short of the glory of God. So what's he going to do? Therefore, his own arm brought salvation to himself. His own arm, his own body of flesh and blood, brings salvation to himself. But God has to prepare that body, just as is stated in Hebrews. In the volume of the book, I come to do thy will, O God, for a body thou hast prepared me. God prepared himself a body. And everything in the scriptures speak of him. Search the scriptures in them, you think, you have eternal life, and these are they that testify of me, Jesus said, from Genesis to Revelation. Well, how does this work? Well, God makes himself of no reputation, takes upon him the form of a servant, made in the likeness of men, found in fashion as a man, and humbled himself even to the death, the death of the cross, wherefore God hath highly exalted him, and given him a name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord, Jehovah God Almighty. In the Greek, it's a curios. To the glory of the Father. The Lord is only one Lord. 
There's one body, one spirit, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God who's above all, Father of us all and in us all. Christ in you is the Father of glory. It's the Spirit of Christ, the Spirit of his Son, which is the Spirit of the Father. Galatians 4, 6. God has sent forth the Spirit, capital S, of his Son into our hearts, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. There's one Spirit. Spirit of the Son and the Spirit of the Father is one and the same. The Son of God is the Father revealed. God is invisible. But he made himself visible, manifest in that mystery of godliness. It's a mystery. 1 Timothy 3.16 Without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. Not the Son of God, not a second person of the Godhead, God himself. There's one God, one Spirit. God was manifest in the flesh. He is Emmanuel, God with us. Not Son of God with us, God with us. Emmanuel, his name is Jesus. Well, God was manifest in the flesh. 1 Timothy 3.16 Well, he was justified in the Spirit. Saint of angels, preached to the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up into glory. Who was? God himself was. Well, the servant, that who took on himself the form of a servant. That form is Morpha. It's an eternal state. Though Jesus, who being in the form of God, is an eternal spirit, an eternal form or Morpha, he was and always will be that spirit, Jesus. How then? He makes himself of no reputation, takes on him the form, Morpha again, of a servant. That is an eternal state. Morpha, form of a servant, made in the likeness of man being found in fashion as a man. He humbled himself to the death, the death of the cross. In his humiliation, he took on the meanest of flesh. But tempted all points like as we are, yet without sin, becoming our perfect, spotless, blameless Lamb of God, the sacrifice, who taketh away the sin of the world. Wherefore, God has highly exalted him. Now, in John 2, Jesus states, destroy this temple in three days, I will raise it up. And the Jews said unto him, Forty and six years were they in building this temple, and you're going to raise it up in three days? But Jesus spake of the temple of his body. Jesus raised up, just as he said he would, in three days after his, he died, he raised his own body. No man can do that except to be God. Jesus did it, John 2, 19, 20, right along in there. Jesus said, destroy this temple in three days. I will raise it up, and he did it. There we see that there is a mystery. Who is this man? Who is the man Christ Jesus? And that's where the controversy comes in. Many ideas, many different theologies, many different revelations they have uh, and declare the tenets of faith to be this or that or the other. But what's the real Jesus? Well, that's what he's revealing, the revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him to show unto his servants. 
The world will never know. The wicked cannot understand these things, but the wise will understand. They're showing to his servants things uh, which must shortly come to pass. Satan signified it by his angel under John. It's a revelation, a revealing of Jesus to all the world, the unveiling of Jesus Christ, the real Jesus, the true God and eternal life, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, which is, was, and is to come, the Almighty, Revelation 1.8. And all judgments of God, and when judgments are in the earth, men will learn righteousness, that he is God. And we see that in Isaiah 43.10. Thus saith the Lord, the Lord Jehovah God Almighty, invisible spirit of God, that is everywhere, omniscient, omnipotent, omnipresent, and my servant whom I have chosen. He chose a servant? Yes. Then he goes on and says that you may know and believe me and understand where to understand this God. When people look up the Godhead, they think they'll see three. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, which is not so. Look up Godhead, it's a self-existent, self-existent eternal God, singular. And whenever it says Elohim, which is a plurality of Elohim being plural, that is always used with a singular verb tense. Elohim is, is the Lord. Elohim, God, is the Lord. Well, why? Because it is one God with many attributes. Not many persons, just one person, many attributes. So Elohim is always when referring to God using a singular verb tense. And we see that in Isaiah 43, 10. Thus saith the Lord and my servant, whom I have chosen, that you may know, believe me, and understand it. And understand that I am he. <clears throat> the Lord Jehovah God Almighty is that servant. And he goes on and explains how. Before me, there was no God formed. Or there's a form in Philippians 2, 6. Jesus, who being in the form of God, made himself of no reputation, took on the form of a servant, made in the likeness of men. Well, Isaiah 43, 10. Before me, there was no God formed, neither shall be after me. See, now that I am God, I am the Lord thy Savior, God thy Redeemer, the Holy one of Israel, not a holy trinity, not a binary, and not a oneness, where the man's not God, but has God in him. There is the true revelation of Jesus that's being revealed in the world now as we come to the close of the church age, the dispensation of grace. He's revealing himself more now to those that have a pure heart will see God. <clears throat> How many natures does he have? We're told he has a dual nature. That he has the God nature on the father's side, human nature on the mother's side, the God man, which is a lie. They say, well, on his father's side, he's divine, therefore son of God. The son of God is the father revealed. <laughs> and on his mother's side, he's human. Thus, the son of man. Son of man is not referring to flesh. When you see Son of Man in John 3.13, no man hath ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven. Jesus stated that standing there talking to his disciples. 
son of man has nothing to do with flesh. It's a kingdom office of the spirit of God. You see it in Matthew 16, last verse. Jesus said, Verily I say unto you, there'll be some standing here with Jesus at that time that shall not taste of death or see death until they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. Well, of course, we know Jesus has carried, hung himself, his bowels gushed out. He was not there, but most of them were. And that they saw Jesus, the Son of Man, Christ coming in his kingdom, Acts the second chapter in, the, in that day of Pentecost. And uh, Jesus, you shall receive power that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. That's the Son of Man. And they saw the Son of Man coming in power in his kingdom, just as Jesus stated he would. Now let's go to natures. How many natures did Jesus have? Well, he only had the God nature. That's the reason for the virgin birth. Well, why? Well, we find the first proto-evangel in Genesis 3.15. And after the fall, we find that the woman was deceived. She was an Adam at that time. And God called them both Adam, woman and the man, Adam. And she was taken of the side of the rib of Adam before the fall. And, of course, then the serpent, being more subtle than all the beasts of the field, tempted the woman. And, of course, you know, that eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. She ate, gave to Adam, he did eat. Now, Adam there knew full well what he was doing. He was not deceived, but the woman was deceived in the transgression. But Adam full well knowingly knew what he was doing and sinned. And by that one man's disobedience, sin came to the world and death by sin upon all mankind. After the seed of Adam and Adam all die. That seed's the nature of Adam. And Adam said, I've got a man after my own kind. Well, and Adam all die. But the seed of the woman is not in her, in that seed, sinful. Only when... It's the seed of Adam. We find that in the Proto-Evangel in Genesis 3.15. The woman will be saved in childbearing. We see that in 1 Timothy 2. And after the fall, Adam calls the woman Eve, life giver. It'll be through her. And we see in Genesis 3.15, talking about the nature, what nature does Jesus have? as a man, our kinsman redeemer, the man who is like us, made after the fall and under the law to redeem us that were under the law. Well, to the serpent, he says, I will put enmity between you and the woman, between the serpent and the woman, and between your seed, serpent seed, and her seed, the seed of the woman. Thou shalt bruise his head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Woman will bruise his head, that is, crush his head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. His heel, not the woman's heel, but his heel. Speaking of a man, a man-child, the seed of the woman, 
Jesus is that seed of the woman. This is why we have a virgin birth. Now, why virgin birth? Well, because it will not be the seed of Adam and the nature of Adam. It will be the seed of God, and that seed of the woman will be that seed is that holy thing. When we see that in the Word of God and we take a look at how this comes to pass, we see in Luke, as well as in Matthew 1, but Luke 1, we see that the virgin... This is Luke 1, verse 27. That to a virgin, espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. Verse 28. And the angel came unto her and said, Hail, thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind, what manner of salutation that this should be. And the angel said to her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. Behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son, little s-o-n, that is uh, after us, a kinsman redeemer, that's a little s-o-n, a man, a man-child, that will be carried nine months in her womb as any other. And shall call his name Jesus, capital J-E-S-U-S. G, Jehovah, Sus, is salvation. His very name of the Son of God is the revealed name of God, the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, Matthew 28, 19, which is uh, Jesus Christ is revealed by Peter, who have the keys of the kingdom, in Acts 2.38, Jesus, he shall be great and shall be called the Son of the Highest, capital S-O-N, same nature. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. He shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, how shall this be, seeing I know not a man, not a seed of Adam, there, there, and it's very important, we're going to see in Matthew 1, that Joseph, after he knew that Mary was impregnated, did not know her until after the child was born. There's no way that it was a seed of Adam or of a man. How shall it be, she said, seeing I know not a man. And then the angel answered and said unto her, here we go. The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore, also, that holy thing, not a thing there that is, has to be sanctified, is sanctified and sent into the world, the Word of God. Say, you whom God has sanctified and sent into the world, that I blaspheme because I say I'm the Son of God, then the scripture says you are God's to whom the word of God came. And scripture cannot be broken. It's a holy thing. It's sanctified, born in the city of David, Christ the Lord, Christ, the Spirit of God, the Lord, Jehovah God Almighty. The Son of God is that Christ revealed, the Father revealed. Jesus said, you've seen me, you've seen the Father. 
John 14. And how sayest thou then, show us the Father? When Philip asked us to show us, show us the Father, Lord, show us the Father, and that will suffice us. Jesus said, Have I been so long time with you, and hast thou not known me, Philip? He that has seen me has seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, show us the Father? The words that I speak are not mine. This is the ye that can the words came by the words of God. The words that I speak are not mine, but the Father that dwelleth houses permanently in me. He wasn't filled with the Holy Ghost. He is the Holy Ghost. And someone said, well, how God anointed Christ Jesus of Nazareth and went about doing good, healing all manner of sickness and disease. That's exactly right. The man was not anointed at the time of his uh, great high priesthood, being at about the age of 30, baptism of John and Jordan. But from the womb, we find that you'll see in John, the third chapter, that he says that he giveth not the Spirit my measure unto him. Jesus had the Spirit of God without measure and was given the words of God. As we see that, matter of fact, John 3, verse 34 and for he whom God has sent. That's the word. God sent his word, and the word was made flesh. The word is the spirit of God. Three, the bear record in heaven, the Father, word, and the Holy Ghost. He's three or one. First John 5, 7. The word is the spirit. The spirit is the Father. The Father is the spirit. Word is the spirit. Holy Ghost is the spirit. There's only one spirit. Different functions of that spirit, yes. Father's administrative office of the spirit. The Word is the expression office of the same Spirit. The Holy Ghost is the power office of that same Spirit. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld His glory. The only, the only, the glory is the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Jesus did not have to be baptized to wash away His sins. And... Uh, Therefore, born the Son of God. God manifest in the flesh. As we go on, for he whom God has sent speaketh the words of God. Jesus stated that in John 14. The words that I speak are not mine, but the Father that dwelleth houses permanently in me. He's the one doing the works. He's the one healing the sick, cleansing the leper, raising the dead. Casting out devils, opening blind eyes, loosening dumb tongue, lame walking, the captive going free. And blessed is he whomsoever is not offended in me. Jesus said, believe me, I'm in the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe me for the work's sake. And it says, for God giveth not the Spirit by measure unto him. Not from the, not from the tomb, but from the womb. He's God Almighty. Born in the city of David, Christ the Lord, the Lord Jehovah God Almighty, Christ with us, God with us, the Lord Jehovah with us. There, he says in Luke, that holy thing that is born of you, Mary, shall be called the Son of God. And that's a capital S-O-N. The nature he has is the nature of God. Does he have the nature of Adam? No. Why? 
just because he's in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin doesn't mean he has a, the nature of Adam because he's not the seed of Adam. He's the seed of a woman. And that is the revelation in itself. And Isaiah 7, a woman shall conceive. As Ahaz, ask you a sign. In the heaven above and in the earth beneath. He said, neither will I ask a sign, neither will I tempt the Lord my God. He said, I'll give you a sign. A virgin shall conceive and bring forth a son and call his name Emmanuel. Butter and honey shall he eat that he may know to refuse the evil and choose the good. That is Jesus Christ having only one nature, the nature of God. Howbeit, he's manifest in flesh. And the flesh in itself has a propensity, an inclination to sin because he's coming under the law. Galatians 4, verse 4. Jesus will be tempted at all points like as we are, yet without sin, Hebrews 4, 15. But the nature that he has, he has the Spirit of God without nature when he's born. He is not a man that took on spirit being baptized with the Holy Ghost. He is the Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost, that took on a body of flesh and blood. Jesus, being in the form of God, made himself of no reputation, he's spirit, and took on him the form of a servant. He's spirit that took on a body of flesh and blood. But God said that in Isaiah 43, 10, that you know, may know and believe me and understand that I am that servant. Before me, there was no God formed. God formed, not man formed with God, but God formed in a man. Before me, there was no God formed, neither shall be after me. He's the only Yaqib, unique, solitary, unique one. There'll never be another. God manifests in the flesh. There's only one nature there, and that nature is God. There's no dual nature. There, Jesus is in the likeness of sinful flesh. He's not the seed of Adam, the nature of Adam. He is... uh, the seed of the woman with the nature of God, the holy thing that is born of you, Mary, shall be called the Son of God. Well, that Son of God is God manifest in the flesh. And with Jesus, we find that we're given the account in the book of Acts how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost. Somebody said, well, he's filled. No, he anointed. He is the anointed. Jesus is the anointed and the anointing. He's both. He's the Spirit of God that took on a body of flesh and blood and from the womb, birth. He is the Son of God. They could come and worship him and not being an idolatry. Why? Because he has the Spirit of God without measure. God giveth not the Spirit by measure unto him. And we find that that woman, the church, but the woman in Genesis 3.15, talking about this, this woman is going to bring forth a seed that's going to bruise or crush Satan's head. And that seed is Christ. He is that seed. He is that nature of God. He is God revealed. He's God manifest. Not a God man, but God manifest in flesh. 
flesh there is sarka, the word made flesh. That is the word made, ganonomai, flesh, sarka. Sarka is the body, flesh and blood, soul, mind, will, emotions, imagination, intellect, and spirit, human spirit. There, which is conscience, communion, and uh, the intuition. Jesus had a body just like you and me. The only difference is we have to be born again. The Adamic nature has to be crucified by being buried with him, with Christ in baptism, that the body of the sins of the flesh might be cut off. And uh, that is in Romans 6, 1 through 4, Colossians 2, 10 through 12. The body of the sins of the flesh cut off by baptism, the circumcision made without hands, the circumcision of Christ through faith in the operation of God. God operates and cuts off the foreskin of the heart. That's exactly what Peter said in Acts 2.38. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. Remission of sins? Yes. Born of the water. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, born of the Spirit. How many natures does Jesus have? He said, you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And that is John 14. Jesus said in John 10, 30, I and my Father are one. Not a dual nature. One. Then somebody said, well, how then can Jesus be tempted? Well, Romans 8, 3. And what the law could not do in that it was weak in the flesh. Not in uh, the nature of Adam, but in uh, that flesh. Paul had the Holy Ghost and then stated in Romans 7, that which I would do, that I do not. That which I wouldn't do, that I do. He said, therefore, in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. For I find in my flesh, when I would, would do good and I don't do, and when I wouldn't do good, that I do, I find that in my members, at the end of my flesh, dwelleth no good thing, and I find a law. That law of sin and death. Oh, wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from the body of this death? The body, the fleshly body. I thank God through Christ Jesus, my Lord. In Romans 8, 1, he says, Therefore, those that walk in the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. You mortify the deeds of the flesh sanctification through Christ that's in you. Jesus, therefore, said, I sanctify myself for their sakes. He did not have to be baptized for washing away his sins, born of the water. He came by water and blood. He came, the spotless, blameless Lamb of God, in flesh, though it be tempted, in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. And he will be declared to be the Son of God through the Spirit by the resurrection from the dead. Tempted all points like as we are. And then uh, Hebrews 2, for as much then as the children are protectors of flesh and blood, he also himself, God also himself likewise, took part of the same that in all things he was made like unto his brethren. Timothy, all points like as we are, yet without sin in Hebrews 4.15. And Jesus, as he 
is working salvation in and of himself, for God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. There, Jesus showing us the way, the truth, and the life, the captain of our salvation, learned obedience through the things which he suffered. The captain of our salvation learned obedience. And that learn means completely perfected it through the things which he suffered. Therefore, we see in 1 Peter 4, verse 1, for as much then Christ has suffered for us, where? In the flesh. He didn't have to be born again, but he was in a body of flesh and blood. Where was that love, sin, and death? It was in his flesh. And Jesus, who was God manifest in the flesh, was tempted in that flesh, not as a seed of Adam, ever an Adamic nature, but yet flesh, just like yours and mine, and never sin. For that flesh in itself, until you act on sin, is not sinful until you act on it. He was in the likeness of sinful flesh, but he never sinned. But he was tempted in all points like we are. Yes, he was. But he never acted on it. He didn't have a sinful nature. He didn't have an Adamic nature. He had a body of flesh, just like you and just like me. And in that flesh that was made in under the law, he was tempted in all points like as we are. He had the God nature and manifest all grace and truth came by Jesus Christ, our Lord. And because he had a body of flesh and blood, just like you and me, therefore he's tempted in all points like as we are in the flesh, not a sinful nature where he had to be born again. Without a nature having to be destroyed so he could live a godly life. No, he's God manifest in the flesh not from the tomb, but from the womb, from the time he's born. God giveth not the spirit by measure unto him, but he's under the law. And he's under the law to redeem us that we're under the law, so we'll be tempted in all points like as we are, and never sins. The born, the spotless, blameless, Lamb of God never sinning in body, soul, or spirit. Then as a free will sacrifice, he then goes to the cross. As a free will sacrifice, no man taketh my life from me. I freely lay it down again. I freely lay it down. Why? Because he's a spotless, blameless, free will offering. No man took his life from me. He said, I freely lay it down. I have power to lay it down. I have power to receive it again. Because Jesus stated, three days, you destroy this temple in three days, I will raise it up, showing he is God. But, in the days of his flesh, he's under that law and has to pray to the Father because the law is still there. Just because God's manifest in the flesh didn't do away with the law until Jesus shed his blood on the cross, taking the ordinances of that law, nailing it to his cross, and thereby breaking down that middle wall of partition that parted God from mankind. God looked doing it in and of his own body of flesh and blood, thereby making one new man making peace. Who is this man? 
The first man, Adam, was made a living soul. The second Adam was made a quickening spirit. Jesus is that holy thing. He was not holy on one side and sinful on the other. A sinful nature, an Adamic nature, no. He is an Adam, yes. He had a body of flesh, flesh and blood. The Word, the Word was made flesh. The Father revealed. He said, you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And after he was tempted in all points and yet without sin, he that knew no sin became sin for us, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him, through him and by him only. No man cometh to the Father but by him. Why? Because he, in his humiliated state, made himself of no reputation, took on him the form of a servant. That is, God is that servant. Isaiah 43.10 tells us that. We have to know it, understand it, that he is God manifest. Even though he made himself of no reputation of coming under that law, having a body of flesh and blood from the Virgin Mary, because why the virgin birth? Because it's a holy thing, not a seed of Adam. It does not have uh, the sinful nature. It is the holy thing. God manifests in the flesh. We'll be tempted in all points like as we are, yes, because it's he, the Son of God, has a body of flesh. The flesh has a propensity to sin. The flesh has that law of sin in it. But a sinful nature, Jesus did not have. Only a God nature. Grace and truth came by him. He came by water and blood. Not by blood only, but by water and blood. Therefore, what came out of the the hymn when Longus' sword pierced his side on the cross, forthwith there came water and blood. Not blood only, but water and blood. This is he that came by water and blood. Sanctified and sent into the world. The word made flesh. One nature, not two. Don't buy that, that Jesus was just a man uh, that had to be born again and then filled with the Holy Ghost. No. He is the Holy Ghost. He's the Spirit of God. He is God. He is the Father that took on a body of flesh and blood. And then, under the law, was tempted in all points like as we are, death, buried, and resurrected, took the ordinances of that cross and nailed it under ordinance of that law and nailed it to his cross. Now, he broke down that middle wall of partition, that wall that was there because of Adam's disobedience and brought forth sin unto death. And the law is good and holy, but it was a ministration of death. Why? Because it was weak in the flesh. The flesh could not, through the works of that law, be saved. So what does God do? He comes in the likeness of simple flesh and for sin, but never sinned. He's holy, born holy. That holy thing born of you, Mary, is the Son of God. That is the reason for the virgin birth, the seed of the woman, not the seed of man or the seed of Adam. He is that seed, Christ, manifest, born in that city of David, Christ the Lord, Lord Jehovah God Almighty, Emmanuel, God with us, not an sinful Adamic nature, but the God nature. Grace and truth came by him. Well, that's the real Jesus that he will reveal in the last days uh, 
that he is God and God alone. The man is God. He is the father of glory, and there is none other. He's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the ending, which is, was, and is to come, the Almighty God. There's not another. He is the Lord. When in his, after he fulfilled that law, he went back to his former glory, sat down with the Father in his throne. Well, what about it before then? Who was he in the days of his flesh? Well, take a look at John 1.8. Uh, John 1.18. No man has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father. In the bosom of the Father right then? Yes. Jesus stated that is the Son of Man, John 3.13. No man has sent it up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man, which is in heaven. That's who he is. In essence, he's God. Always has been God and always will be God that took on the form of a servant made in the likeness of man. Philippians 2, 6 through 8. Well, who is this? This is Jesus Christ. He is God. He is the Father. He is the Word. He is the Holy Ghost. Jesus stated that while there in John 1, 18. John tells us, no man has seen God at any time. The only begotten son, the only begotten son, that monogamous huos, who is the only begotten one, the Yaquid, the sole, unique, solitary God manifest, is a monogamous theos, the only begotten God. And we know he's the only begotten God in Isaiah 43, 10. I am God thy Savior, the Lord thy Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, not another. Who is he? Well, after he fulfilled that law, he went back to where he was before. He told Pilate, What if you shall see the Son of Man ascend back up to heaven where he was before? Well, Jesus stated that in Revelation 3.21. To him that overcometh, well, I grant to sit with me in my throne. That's the place I prepared for you at the right hand of God. Well, Jesus, are you still at the right hand of God? Would you set him at S-I-T, sit? at the right hand of God, position. Jesus said, even as I overcame, where did you go, Jesus? Even as I overcame and am set, and am set, S-E-T. Always has been, always will be God. A settled state of glory, set down with my Father in his throne. That means all powers is. Jesus said that in Matthew 28, 18. Coming out of the tomb, he said in his resurrection, all power in heaven and in earth is given unto me. Why? Because he is the Father. He is the Lord Jehovah God Almighty. Jesus is the Father. Well, somebody said, well, we're in the Son. Yes, we are. But the Son is the Father revealed, and we're bone of his bone, flesh of his flesh. We're not that spirit. But we are bone of bone, flesh with flesh. We are the body of the Christ. Jesus Christ is coming in the flesh and is still coming in the flesh. First John 4, verse 1 through 4. Who is he now? Well, after he has kept that law and then being tempted in all point of it, never sinning, body, soul, or spirit, then as a supreme sacrifice lays down his life, he takes the ordinances of that law and nails it to his cross, breaking down the middle wall of partition and the veil rents from top to bottom. 
That veil is to say his flesh, Hebrews 10. Thereby making one new man. Who's the new man? He's made a quickening spirit. 1 Corinthians 15, 45. Who is he? Well, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that same Jesus whom you crucified. God hath made him both Lord and Christ. Lord Jehovah God Almighty, Christ. Christ in you, Christ the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God. That man is that quickening spirit now. The man you crucified is that spirit. The Lord is that spirit. 2 Corinthians 3.17. He is that blessed and only potentate, omnipotent, almighty God, omniscient, all-knowing, omnipresent God, who only hath immortality. 1 Timothy 6.15 and 16. Dwelling in the light, which no man, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Peter, James, John, no man, Paul, no one, is able to enter into, nor can see. That's Jesus Christ. He is and always has been God. He is that holy thing. He did not have a dual nature. He had one nature, one nature, and that being God manifest. Don't let anybody tell you any otherwise. He's your Savior. He's your God. Even in the days of his flesh where he suffers, being tempted all points like as we are, he had one nature, the God nature. He revealed all grace and truth came by him. Well, until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Spirit saying, Behold the real Jesus.